What's Up Whittier? Welcome to What's Up Whittier, a homegrown podcast. A podcast to showcase Whittier's businesses, personalities, and hidden treasures. Producer Christine here with this week's community corkboard announcements. Every Friday from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., we have the Uptown Whittier Farmers Market located on the corner of Philadelphia and Bright. Have you ever been to Sorensen Park? Well, Sorensen Park is located at 11419 East Rose Hedge Drive, Whittier, California, 90606. Sorensen Park is owned or is run by the county. So they have this cool little program going on called Parks After Dark for Spring Break. So you should bring the entire family and join them for fun free activities. There is a concert night on Thursday, March 28th from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. The concert is from 6.30 to 8.30 and featuring Mariachi Divas de Cindy Shea. If you guys know Los Mari- uh, Las Mariachi Divas, I absolutely love them. They play at California Adventure, which is where I get to see them. And how lucky for us, we get to see them in Sorensen. And on Friday, March 29th from 5 to 9 p.m., they will have a movie night. The movie is Ralph Breaks the Internet. It takes place from 7 to 9, but I'm sure they want you to get there a little early. There's going to be some outdoor fitness, a CPR booth, bike raffle, a junior chef truck, nature center, and free popcorn. On Saturday, March 30th from 2 to 6, it's their big spring break party. There's going to be water slide, jumper, games, bike raffle, contest prizes, free burgers for the first 100 people. So again, guys, um, make sure you go on over to Sorensen Park this weekend for a fun-filled weekend of activities that are free for the family and the community. Have you ever done networking with the Whittier Chamber of Commerce? Well, join them for their Thirsty Thursday Happy Hour Mixer. This Thirsty Thursday will be hosted at the Nixon Steakhouse on Thursday, March 28th um, from 4 to 6 p.m. The Nixon Steakhouse is located on the corner of Philadelphia and Bright, 13033 Philadelphia Street. I believe um, it's $15 for members at the door and $20 if you are a prospective member or a guest. Are you a veteran? Do you know a veteran? Well, make sure that they know about the Veterans Resource Services Forum that is taking place Thursday, March 28th at 6.30 p.m. at the Whitwood Branch Library. Vets, find out about services available to you and your family. Veterans and their families qualify for a variety of services in education, health, housing, utilities, job search, and more. Whittier Public Library is hosting a program presented by representatives from American Legion Whittier Post 51 and L.A. County's Veteran Services to provide information about these services and how to obtain them. This presentation is open to everyone who would like to learn about veteran services. So make sure to ask for your free ticket at the Central or Whitwood branch. A Community Conversations with Veterans program, part of a new partnership between California Center for the Book and Veterans Connected Library. This program is presented with additional support from American Legion, Whittier Post 51, and the Whittier Public Library Foundation. Friday, April 5th from 6.30 p.m. to 9.30 p.m., join Paul and Tiffany, third-generation realtors, as they present the Community Blend, which is benefiting the Whittier Community Foundation. Again, this is taking place on Friday, April 5th. It is a $30 ticketed event per person. The ticket includes appetizers and two drink tickets. Come out and enjoy the evening with us. The evening will feature an inspirational speaker, live music, food, and drinks. The event will be hosted at the Knotted Apron. 
at 6712 Greenleaf Avenue, Whittier, California, 90601. RSVP online today at www.thenottedapron.com. On Saturday, April 6th, make sure you attend the Whittier Uptown Association's 24th Annual Art and Antique Fair. So just to let you know, this is going to be Saturday, April 6th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. in Uptown Whittier on Philadelphia and Washington. Alright guys, the Whittier Extravaganza is here again on April 13th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Join the city of Whittier as they celebrate their Easter Extravaganza at Parnell Park, 15390 Lambert Road. Join us for egg hunts, photos of the Easter Bunny, inflatable attractions, face painting, a family fair, and more. Wristbands are $5, but if you fought wristbands are $5, and if you buy four or more, you will get one free. These are the following egg hunt times. I think there had been some, you know, problems in the past, but this year it's like divided by age bracket. So if you are two and under, you start at 11, well, not you, right, if you're kids. Um, or if you have kids listening, kids, this is for you. <laughs> if you're two and under, 11.30 a.m. If your children are three and four years old, 12 p.m. If your children are five and six, that starts at 12.30. Seven and eight-year-olds go on at 1 p.m. And nine and ten-year-olds are at 1.30 p.m. And if you are 11 and up, I think, you know, they just suggest you can go to Target and buy your own candy. No, just kidding. And all good fun. You know, this is a great event. You know, get out there with the community. Hopefully, I'll, maybe I'll see you guys there. Again, this is on April 13th. And um, if it rains out, then it will be on April 20th. This event is sponsored by Acro Printing Inc., Norm's Restaurant, Credit Union of Southern California, and the Whittier Police and the Whittier Police Officers Association. For more information, call 562-567-9450. Whittier Earth Day Celebration. Join Cleaner Greener Whittier and UNA of Whittier as they celebrate the Whittier's Earth Day on Saturday, April 27th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on the Greenleaf Grassy Area, 6718 Greenleaf Avenue. For more information, go to at Cleaner Greener Whittier on Instagram or go to WhittierEarthDay.org. So there will be fun speakers, booths, yoga, kids crafts, and more. And as you heard in our previous episode, it's going to be a wonderful interactive day. So please come out and have a great time. Join the Whittier Museum and Historical Society for their annual Fashion to a Tea fundraiser. This year's theme is Runway of Curiosity. Again, this takes place Saturday, April 27th, and the doors open at 11.30. This year, the museum is hosting an Alice in Wonderland-themed tea party, showcasing the unusual and oddest pieces from our textiles collection. Don't be late. Save the date. Ticket prices are $40 for members, $45 for non-members, Children 12 and under are $20, and a table of eight, I believe, is $300. Again, this will be at the Whittier Museum, 6755 Newland Avenue, Saturday, April 27th at 11.30 a.m., and yours truly, Producer Christine, will be the host, so I'm really excited, and I hope to see you there. Okay, guys, this is the coolest event of all. In case you're not busy enough that weekend, here's one more thing to add to your list. So on Sunday, April 28th, join the Whittier Uptown Association as they present their Taps and Tapas Craft Beer and Food Festival. I know that the last time I went in 2016, I had such a great time. I'm so excited to see that this event is back on the calendar. It'll be again on Sunday, April 25th from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. And it'll be at Fiesta Hall, 12703 Philadelphia Street. 
Make sure you get your VIP and general admission tickets before they sell out. I believe general admission is 60 and the VIP is 20. Oh my gosh, we have so many events coming up for the rest of the year and you know, I'm just going to share up until April. So if you have any other events for the month of April, let me know. You can send an email to christine at whatsupwhittier.com and make sure you follow us on all of our social media. You can follow at What's Up Whittier on Instagram, at What's Up Whittier on Facebook, at What's Up Five Six Two on Twitter. And make sure you follow us, right? I'm producer Christine. You can follow me at The Singing Moon, or you can go to my website, christinesingerluna.com. I'm a notary. I'm a radio station manager, which reminds me, if you are interested in participating in, you know, WIPA Radio, Uptown Central Station, then let me know. For those of you that don't know, um, you know, this project I'm working on with Ricardo Diaz. It is on the ground floor where the brewery is going. So um, Bank of America building, let me preface, I'm sorry, I'm all scattered. The Bank of America building is located in Uptown Whittier on the corner of Philadelphia and Greenleaf. And on the bottom floor, they're going to put in a brewery. And in that brewery is going to be an internet radio station for the community. So part of that station is going to be What's Up Whittier. What's Up Whittier is going to be on internet radio. How cool is that? And a bunch of other organizations are also jumping on board to support. And I want to know if you want to join and if you want to support. So please shoot me an email, christine at whatsupwittier.com. You can even email info at wiparadio.com. You can go to wiparadio.com to learn a little bit more what we have going on. And honestly, I just... I just want podcasters. I want people who want to produce. I have. I want producers who do music. You know. I want DJs. This is a full service genre format. So, please, if you have something to contribute, let me know. Follow our wonderful host, Remo the Realtor, at Remo the Realtor, RemoTheRealtor.com. Check it out, Remo the Realtor. If you Google it, you will find him. Same thing goes for J Two Architects. Follow Jesse, Jesse the Architect, at J2Architects, or visit his firm at J2Architects.com. Jesse's office is also located in the Bank of America building, which is super convenient right now as we're going through construction. I'm in his office recording, so thank you, Jesse. And then I'll just head down backstairs to edit, so that'll be cool. But yeah, so make sure you follow Jesse, Remo, myself, the podcast, and also our wonderful guests, and you'll be able to hear where you can do that in this episode And if you missed any of that, no worries. Just head on over to our uh, notes, our episode notes, and you'll be able to get the information. So, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this. If you love Whittier as much as I do, as much as the guys do, as much as our guests do, let me know about it. Let other people know about it. And let other people know that this podcast exists. Um, You know, we're doing something really cool for the community, and I'm very grateful to be able to have the opportunity to give other organizations a voice, those that really don't get the word out in the technological medium of podcasting. I'm really grateful to bring that to Whittier. So let's do this together, and let me know if you want to contribute. Again, Christine at whatsupwhittier.com. And yeah, thanks so much, everybody. Thanks for downloading, pressing play, subscribing. Thank you for everything and all your support. All right, take it away, Jesse and Remo. What's up? What's up, Whittier? Dun, dun, dun. So, Christine, I love that we put together hey. that. You like that poll? Yes, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm all a little afraid to show it to Remo. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, re- I tagged him in it. I tagged you in it. 
Yeah, I saw that. I tagged. Oh, did he respond? No. Okay. Didn't respond. Yeah. But um, this, this would be his fifth chance, so I'm just going to give him the ten chances. <laughs> you know, he's uh, contributed mm-hmm. enough to our community. He deserves that much. Exactly. And, um, so there you go, Remo. You have six, five more chances. So you better show up to the next one. Because the community asks. Because the community wants you. That's right. Everybody asks for Remo the Realtor. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Well, with that said... Christine, we're, first off, where are we at? We are in the history room at the Whittier Public Library. The Public Library. Yeah, the Whittier Public Library. Um, that's on Washington and Mar Vista. I mean, there's a lot you could say about the library, but before we get into the library and all the good stuff about it, who do we have as our guest this week? All right, Jesse. Well, we have three wonderful guests joining us today from the Whittier Public Library Foundation, which is the nonprofit arm. Uh, of the Whittier Public Library, we have Mike Garabedian, Myra Weiss, and Norm Kirschenbaum. Welcome, everybody, to What's Up Whittier. Thanks. Good to be here. Welcome, welcome. Obviously, we kind of mentioned a little bit about the library. Um, Before we get into that, I'd like to hear a little bit about yourselves first and see uh, who you are, what you do, and how are you tied into this organization, which... We just mentioned earlier, it's a little hidden gem. <laughs> You're looking at me. Does that mean you want to start I'll, I'll leave it up to you guys. Ladies first. Ladies first. There you go. Uh, my name is Myra Weiss. I've lived in Whittier over 40 years. I raised three girls here through the Whittier school system. Uh, library has always been an important part of our house and our household. My daughters are all married with children of their own. And so I have three daughters and seven grandchildren, uh, one grand dog and two grand cats. (laughs) What else would I add to that? So how how are you tied into the... uh... I am on the foundation. I'm probably one of the newest members on the library foundation. Cool. And this year I am the chair of the Whittier Reads Committee, which we'll learn about further on in this podcast. Very cool, very cool. Perfect. Uh, I'm Mike Garabedian. I've lived in this community for less than 40 years, but, but not, 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 too, uh, not too much less. Um, uh, the library's always been really important to me and to my family. I spent a lot of time here uh, uh, reading, of course, but also going through all the great programming. I'm a librarian myself. Um, I was at Whittier College for 10 years as the collections management librarian, and now I'm the dean of the library over at Rio Hondo College. Um, and I've been on the Whittier Public Library Foundation for, I think, going on three years now. I also happen to be the uh, co-chair of the Booktoberfest committee. So That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I saw you got a big face on you. Yeah. <laughs> big smile on your face right there. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I mean it. Well, here, we'll start, and then we'll go to Norm. Norm? Hi, uh, Norm Kirschenbaum, uh, currently serving as president of the Whittier Public Library Foundation. Um, I'm a retired superintendent of schools. Uh, I was superintendent in the Montebello School District, later the Hacienda La Puente <coughs> School District, and Charter Oak School District, and then I came out of retirement to do the regional occupation program for the Whittier and El Rancho School Districts. Um, my wife 
uh, is very active on the Boys and Girls Club here in Whittier, and I'm very involved here with the uh, with the f- foundation, and we're thrilled and delighted to have the opportunity to share a little bit about who we are and what we do. Very cool, very cool. So um, I guess for, for our listeners who don't know uh, much about this foundation, uh, which is the Whittier Public Library Foundation, can you guys explain to us what that means and, and what is it that you guys do as a foundation? Yeah. Well, I think I'm going to interject real quick here because uh, I think we decided recently, maybe maybe not officially, to sort of start referring to this institution as the Whittier City Library. Nice. Just because there's some there's some uh, confusion on the part of a lot of people um, as to as to who runs this place. A lot of yeah. people think this is a county library and yeah. don't know about the important distinctions between community and city libraries, which we can talk about later on. Yeah. Um, but in any event, I, I suspect Norm could probably speak to the origins of the foundation better than I could, but. It's essentially an organization, right, Norm, that was started to support programming at the library primarily. So when we talk about programming, we talk about author events, literacy programs, uh, fun stuff like Booktoberfest, like uh, like uh, ice cream in the park at the end of uh, Whittier, um, summer, oh, the summer reading program. Summer Thanks, reading program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then also, you know, just to help with, with budget shortfalls sometimes, like, you know, a new bank of computers is needed for a homework center. The foundation tries to, to help out with, with those kinds of, uh, to, to fill in those gaps. Is that about right? Yeah, All right. That, that, that's, that's about right. <laughs> uh, I might back up though and, and, uh, turn the, the clock back a bit. It all started in 1900. Actually, oh, really? wow, 1900, okay. and the Whittier Public Library Board of Trustees held its first meeting. And they donated, they collected in the, in the town. People gave up as many as a total of 60 books and 200 magazines, and that's wow. how the library started in a in a dry goods clothing store on the the, the main drag here in Whittier. That was 1900, and then in seven years later, Andrew Carnegie was giving money for libraries across the United States, and the people who were involved here in Whittier raised their hand, figuratively speaking, Mm -hmm. and said, uh, Andrew Carnegie, we want in. And the city of Whittier received funds to build their their first full library, Um, and... Since that time, well, they eventually outgrew that library and they, they moved it to where it currently exists now. And that was back in 1959. Um, as uh, Mike mentioned, um, this is the city library. It's not a county library. And many, many people don't give that a whole lot of thought. Uh, and it, it does make a difference when the responsibility lies here within the city and the electric, uh, the electorate and the, um, city council. And, uh, it's, it's our library. We love it and we support it and we want it to grow and expand as the community grows and expands. Very cool. And I, I'm glad you guys made that distinction because uh, you're right. 
Um, when I think library, I think county. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, who else is going to be able to support uh, a facility that houses, you know, books? Um, just so you know, I go to the county one sure. in, uh, <laughs> uh, over in South Whittier because it's a more, it's a renovated one. Yeah. It's, it has a lot of new stuff in it. Um, my kids love, uh, aside from reading books, they like watching videos mm-hmm. too. Sure. Uh, so they got a good collection of videos. Um, but you're right. I think it's one of those things where, where it's definitely needed. Um, where those funds come from is always a struggle, right? Yeah. Or, or when you get the fund, right? Right. <laughs> um, well, and I'm glad, I'm glad that there is that organization or this foundation that is able to do something like that because, um, it's important. Yeah. It's very important. Yeah. I don't think anybody would begrudge, you know, county libraries. They, they fill a really important role. Um, it's just a different kind of animal. Um, and I was kind of trying to think of an analogy right now and I, this isn't going to sound like a great one, but it's kind of like a chain restaurant versus like <laughs> like, local. like a local a restaurant, mom and pop shop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I like chain restaurants. You know, In and Out. That's a good chain restaurant. Let's 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 say that. Let's say <laughs> county libraries are the In and Outs of libraries. But here, but, but we're norms. For Ricks. For Ricks. Yeah, there's boy. there's just some things that a city library can do that a county library can't, and that has to do. Primarily with its location, constituency, and the knowledge that the practitioners have at that library, and also uh, what they collect at these city libraries as well. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Now, I was going to say, I grew up listening to Beatles from um, cassettes yeah. that were at the county library. <laughs> so that's like, that was so cool. I mean, yeah. How, yeah. how do you get exposed to the Beatles, right? That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and, watch v- and then it turned into VHS, VHS mm-hmm. videos, right? So anyways. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I love I love the resources that we have here. Um, uh, like earlier, we were talking about you know how it's it's not a well known resource uh, in the community. Um, again, I'm, I've I brought my kids here. Uh, there's some really good programs. Mm-hmm. I know the one that they participated, which was the um, uh, the STEM program, mm-hmm. um, which was awesome. I mean, yeah. again, being able to have kids uh, participate in something like that. That is usually not available um, in schools, right? Um, same thing, budget cuts or budget right. saving, whatever you yeah. want to call it. Um, but I guess I'm talking a lot. What, 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 what is it that you guys are doing currently um, that uh, as a foundation? Or what do you guys have a goal or a mission uh, this year? Well, I know that we have a goal and a mission, but I think maybe this is the place to talk about the Whittier Reads program. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is a United States uh, program where every city or many cities pick a book and they read it as a city and they have events and the authors come and different things. So our book, and this is every April, I think this is our 15th year of of picking a book and reading it as a community. Mm -hmm. And and it's Paris in uh, Pancakes in Paris. Uh, it's a fun book, and I've have been getting lots of feedback from people saying, oh, this is fun. We're really <laughs> enjoying it. I'm so glad you picked it. And the committee and what we've decided to do with it is we're taking Whittier back to Paris. Nice. And so um, the spring tea we had we had in Paris. Nice. And so we've got, I think, about 10 or 12 events coming up in April, all with a French or Parisian theme. And so we have 
Oh my gosh. We have three three movies. Uh, we've got somebody coming from a, a museum out in San Fernando Valley to talk about the French in oh, nice. Southern California. Mm-hmm. The Basque were here, mm-hmm. and so they're here. We're taking a field trip, which is sold out at, to Norton Simon, because they have French paintings. And we've got a professor from Whittier College talk about using our local resources, and she's going to come and talk about the paintings and, and lead the tour. Wow. Um, we're going to have American in Paris. The author's coming from Paris to speak here on Saturday, April 13th. And speaking here in the Central is free. And then there's an author dinner afterwards, the Senior Center. That one would have to pay for it. <laughs> Somebody's got to pay for that's the dinner. That's right, that's right. Right. Uh, and the author reception. We'll have a book discussion, self-read. Somebody will read it locally. We have a documentary on the Louvre. Um, so again, what what are we going to do? Um, we're going to see Amer- We're going to go midnight in Paris. Oh, nice. Okay, and then um, the last event in April will be a catered crepe dinner by someone here, and that one will there will be charged. But that's it. So those are the themes we've got. And we're hoping as many people can come. Most of them are free. There's no charge. Uh, we ask that you pick up tickets at either the branch or uh, central library. But there's no charge for them. We just need to regulate and know how many people we're having. So that's what we're doing now. And we have a banner. If you're driving on Whittier <laughs> Boulevard near Colima, there is a banner that says Pancakes in Paris. And it's, huh? Also, it's trying to figure. By Norm's restaurant. Side. No, it's not quite near Norm's. It's between, between Norm's Mills and, and Colima. It's close. Yeah, close. Close yeah, enough. Close enough. You can see it from the Norm's. Uh, no, the Norm's I, I think she's thinking about the Norm's, the burger stand. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Norm's she's talking about the restaurant. Okay. <laughs> Norm's. <laughs> no, the, the hamburger stand is. A, he's a friend of mine, that's and that's where. Yeah. I, that's my regular lunch spot. <laughs> So, so, I mean, staying with Norms. So, I, 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 um, somebody said, like, I'll meet you at Norms. I'm like, which ah, one? Norms. I'm one, like, yeah. I'm not a big breakfast guy. You know, I'm not kind of, no, they have, you know, this and that, a good sure. breakfast burrito, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, the other Norms. <laughs> <laughs> That's an ocean view. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the corner of ocean So, yeah. So, yeah, we're all look, we're all really excited about the upcoming French connection yeah, that we're yeah. going to have and the author. Is absolutely a delight, and he's flying out for all the events, and it's excited to be here. Very cool. Very. Cool. It is. We're really excited. Yeah, yeah. And you can you can find out about all of those events on the on the public library website. So I think that's WhittierLibrary.org, or the or the foundation website, which is WhittierPLF.org. Yeah, yeah. And again, yeah. we'll obviously all this information we'll put it on our show notes, cool. so if people are listening, awesome. you know they could they could follow it. Um, but what else you guys got going on? I mean, I know there's a lot of, um, I mean, you mentioned the... Yeah, I mean, really throughout the year, the foundation is meeting to to plan and to assess um, the events that, that we undertake in support of the mission, right? So the, the, to support the programming here at the library, but also our fundraisers. So as Mario just mentioned, the... the uh, 
the spring fundraiser is 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 Whittier Reads, and our fall fundraiser is Booktoberfest, and we're already starting to meet up now to talk about Booktoberfest and to talk about what food we're gonna we're gonna feature, what what the beer is gonna be, starting to make those connections. We're starting to plan for the summer reading program and the ways in which the foundation can help to support the staff here, um, and then sort of I think. I think, and Norm can probably speak to this again, in a a more general way, we're trying to figure out ways in which we can communicate with this community to make them aware of what we do, what this library does, what the opportunities are for the libraries, for the library, excuse me, but also um, realistically what the threats are to this library because... Uh, as you mentioned, there are there are some threats out there to this library, and increasingly the foundation um, finds itself being put into a position to to de- defend what the library does. So yeah. we're, we're sort of strategizing about how to how to do that best. Yeah. What is one thing that you would say that um, people who have not been here to the library mm-hmm. don't know exists in the library? Oh, well. Some of the things that people don't know exist are the things that you can't see, right? I think a lot of people associate libraries, especially from the 20th century, as with, you know, big sepulchral kind of book warehouses, right? Yeah. And books are, we still have a whole lot of print books here in the library, and, and, and we should, and we continue, we'll continue to do so. But we also have an audio book and ebook. Uh, program. We also have, you know, a really expansive collection of DVDs. There is some pretty extraordinary programming here that is sometimes related to literacy and sometimes related to to uh, to uh, books, but which is sometimes uh, community based. Um, and I can't, for the life of me, think of the mariachi group that was here. Women, the, the it was, three, it was a- Grace a- or Trio or AS. A- a- I can't a- remember. A- a- is it AS? Yeah. They were wow. amazing. I could not. Was it just a performance? I mean, it was a performance. Yes, a performance. performance. I Kno- could not. Knock your socks off. Nice. I could not believe this was a free event at the library. It was so, they were so accomplished and it was so well produced. They, that kind of stuff. They've played at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, nice. That was the level of competency. Wow. And it was free. And that the foundation sponsored that. Yeah. And, uh, blew me away. I had no idea what to expect. And I never would have seen or heard of them if it hadn't been here at the library. So... Yeah. But I mean, you know, things that I... uh, Other things that come to mind, we have a veteran center here. We have reference librarians here that are out of sight. And, you know, if... I mean, out of sight metaphorically, because they're right there at the reference desk. But you know, if you're uh, uh, if you're a community member who is struggling with how to get online, for example, you can come talk to a reference librarian; and they'll help you out. You know, it's, it's it's that kind of community support I think that's unseen that that people sometimes don't think about when they think about the library. It would be um, business as usual if you were to come in the afternoon, and all the computers would be working with kids. In, in, and the, the adults need to step aside because it's an after school program for, for kids. Okay. For most. So the kids, uh, do their homework. Um, they don't have to pay for the toner. They don't have to pay for the paper. <laughs> it's, it's all there and free. And we have adults as mentors for them. And our reference librarians are second to none. And, 
They help kids navigate the internet. And that's a really critical and important uh, component. Uh, many adults, you know, the kids, uh, the, you know, they're looking up stuff all the time. Well, it's, it's controlled yeah. here in this environment. And that's a very important aspect of the role the reference librarians, the mentors, and the kids who, um, who recognize and seek out. This is a place where they can do their, um, SAT applications and prep, and they can go online and get tutoring online um, throughout the week. Very nice. I forget who it was. Maybe one of you guys can remind remind me. Someone referred to the library as the living room of the community. Yes. <laughs> who said that? But that's kind of. Well, I think that's that was the late. I don't know her. Some friend friend of the. She was a member of the Friends. Uh, they were quoting her that everybody, I guess she gets everybody to donate and everybody to work. I don't know her. <laughs> but she referred to it as the library is everybody's living room. Yeah. And uh, as somebody pointed out to me as I was coming in, you know, in the summer when I didn't have air conditioning, <laughs> I would come with my children. Yeah. And we would come here to the library because, you know, nobody's sitting there looking at their clock to see how long you're sitting there. So you could sit there for hours and read to your kids or whatever and whatever. And when it's raining, they get the yeah. homeless and the people with nowhere to go. They can come here and sit and read all day and yeah. nobody's chasing them out. It's, right. it's a, re- a free resource for everyone. Yeah. Libraries are one of the uh, few spaces that are left and maybe even the only space that are left where you don't have to come and spend money to spend time there. It's, yeah. you know, some of our last public spaces. And it's one of those things where I I think it's almost like a missed opportunity because, um, like for me, when I bring my kids, um, it it does a a dual purpose. One is it gives them uh, time to go and seek their own book and Mm kind of have their own time and and they get to kind of do their own thing. But it gives me time (laughs) (laughs) as a dad to kind of do my thing, start reading or doing whatever I want to do. At that moment, knowing that we're in the same facility, I could keep an eye on them, uh, and we're enjoying, you know, the resources that the community gives us. Yeah. Um, but even with that, it's is uh, like that STEM program. I didn't know there was that program if I didn't come into this, right. the library. Right. So there's a lot of things that happen on a daily basis, almost right. Yeah. Um, and if you're not keeping up or you're not visiting the library, you won't know that's even there. It's such a good point. The case and. That happened to me. I walked in here, and I'm a member of the foundation board. Mm-hmm. I walked in. There was some digital signage for a new app that they have here, a new system, OverDrive. Um, and OverDrive is uh, an app you can download on your phone or on your device. It allows you to check out ebooks from the collection here. So, uh, ebooks, I should say, and audiobooks. So don't spend your money on Audible. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to do that because. With your PL in conjunction with other libraries, has has that available for you? Yeah, yeah, and it, it's uh, you're right. I mean, we're we're in a digital um, kind of state where everything's online, and you could search it, and you could download it, and 
but to be able to find that that specific book yeah. um, without having to spend those extra dollars, right? Um, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, it's <laughs> well, you, <laughs> you don't know, have to worry about shipping because it's <laughs> <laughs> well, well. There's another thing though. In this age, we don't have any bookstores, right. and I, for one, miss having yes. a bookstore to go browse. Yes, because I will find books mm. and I'll browse it. So the library, they get the new books and everything. So. It's a place to go browsing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I have the internet and I go check it, but it's not the same. Mm -hmm. Correct. It's not the same as walking in someplace, touching it, feeling it, opening it, reading it, and saying, do I want this now? Let me go over here. Let's try this and that. The librarians here. I'm sorry to interrupt. No. I was was just going to say the librarians here do a really good job with collection development and making sure that the books, you know, the books that are hot and, and in some cases that aren't, well, get put into the collection, and that's such a great thing. Yeah. Again, based on my experience, I have not come across a book I cannot find at the library. Well, here's the other thing. If you can't find the book in, in Central Library or the branch, go to a librarian and say, I think you guys need this book, and here's why. They will acquire it. Done. For you. I did it the <laughs> other day. There was a book that was there, and she said, no, we don't have it. Would you like me to order it? Wow. And they would were they were willing to go and buy it. And so then I could read it and anybody else that wanted That's to right. read it. That's right. And it blew me away. I'm not not gonna happen at county. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but um I just want to backtrack just a little bit because we, we tend to presume that most people do have access to the Internet. But when you look at the stats, it's not the case. There's a large swath of the population that doesn't have access to the Internet. And that's, that's, an, issue, that's an issue that's uh, critical for several reasons. One of which, though, is, is that by the time people do encounter the Internet, if they haven't done it as kids and as young adults... They don't have the skills, for example, to distinguish between what's a real fact and what's not. And, of course, that has profound consequences and implications for democracy itself. Yeah. So the library, I think, is really holding, uh, holding on the front line, you know, uh, when it comes to, to some of our most cherished uh, values. Yeah. Yeah, and again, I, I think growing up, obviously, I wasn't... Growing up, I was not one of those kids that had the internet, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, yeah. It may look old, but I'm, I'm still kind of young. <laughs> um, and so uh, the so we didn't have access to, or the internet did not exist at that point. Uh, there was no digital books. Uh, we're, like I said, we're still watching movies on VHS, mm-hmm. uh, listening to cassettes. Um, but it's one of those things where, like, it's if based on the neighborhood I was with, the people I was socializing with, um, not all of us had access to even the latest, you know, right. music. But being able to go to a, a library, knowing that there's those resources, then all of a sudden it, it opens up a, a different side of, or a different world, right, uh, for a kid. Yeah. As adults, we might say, like, ah, library, why would I go to library? I already know this. I already know that. But for the kids, it's it's a new experience. Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, which is why I think libraries should still exist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll give you an experience. I, I, I did a project uh, a couple years ago, probably like four or five years ago. Uh, it's a medical school, um, and they were actually downsizing their library. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, that's kind of strange. I mean, you would think that with their collections, they would want a bigger library, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but their whole reasoning was that they were going into a digital format, mm-hmm. kind of keeping with the times. And so they're only going to house their special collections, which is uh, they only need a small room. Mm. 
but but they needed space to be, be able to have people to still come in, mm-hmm. meet, you know, socialize uh, or have their private time. Um, so even at that, Living you room. still <laughs> yes, exactly. And so I, I like that you said that because it, it, it's exactly what it is. You're you're kind of crossing paths with people. Either you're either you're sitting, passing by each other, um, or sometimes kind of sleeping there, right? Um, but but <laughs> I've, it's uh, I've done it's. It. It's very. It's one of those resources that I think it, it's not. It's not well promoted. Um, you said something. I'd like to take issue. Yes. Uh-oh. You Uh-oh. said no. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 no. Being really nice. Uh, he talked about the children come and learning, and he says, and the adults don't really need it. But I challenge you. You can travel anywhere in the world in the yes. library. Yes. So while your children are over here learning, That's right. you can decide you want to go to Russia, That's right. Europe, the Middle East, Italy, and you can do it in this in in a cha- in, in your living room. That's right. <laughs> at nope. the library. Yeah. I mean, it's there. Um, you can go back in time too. Oh, I can. Yes, That's you right. can. You can. Um, and forward. And there's some <laughs> books that don't do well in an e-format. If you're having a travel book mm. or if you're having a how-to book, they don't do well. Even recipe books, yeah. cookbooks, they don't do well in an e-format. So it's nice that you don't have to go out and buy the book. You can go to the library and borrow the book. Or if I want to go to Italy, I can go and find a travel book there. So it's a way of traveling the world. Well, here's the other thing, too. Sometimes you hear people say, what do we need libraries for? Everything is online. The amount of books that are actually online and that are also available in physical form is far, far smaller than people think. There's that, number one. And number two, a lot of things, once again, cost money. So unless you have money, you're not going to be able to get it. That's right. Yeah. That's just why I was explaining my situation. Yeah, no, perfect. I mean, I did, when I was, I was in my early teens, just like you probably, while you were discovering the Beatles, maybe it was a little after, Somebody told me about um, this guy, Miles Davis, yeah. and this album called Something Something Blue, and I should really listen to it. Sure enough, here in the library. Yeah. Sort of blue. <laughs> kind, kind, kind of, of blue. <laughs> Close. And Close. he found it in the library. That's yeah. right. I mean, right. yeah, fond memories. Of, One of the, um, the ongoing issues for, for libraries is... To, to maintain the building, to maintain the, uh, the structures, the internal structures, uh, that, uh, uh, are critically and, and important to meet ADA issues and mm-hmm. so forth. Um, and in today's age, there are, politically speaking, in California and across the nation, pension issues taking place in terms of monies available to support things like the library. And for those who may have caught this in this morning's paper, um, the, the current presidential... Uh, budget? The budget? Budget. Yeah. They're, they're suggesting to take away funding for libraries at the congressional level, level uh, the Library of Congress. So it, it, it's, it's an ongoing dynamic. Mike had mentioned, you know, people say, why do we still need libraries? Yeah. That, that is a battle, uh, 
or limited funds that are available to, to cities today uh, that we have to confront. And we did confront it mm-hmm. uh, last year, and we had a um, bond measure for the city of Whittier, and of the 4,000 plus votes, we lost by 10. And uh, the, what if you, we lost getting to 67% yes. by 10. It wasn't it, 50-50. That's, a, that's an important <laughs> distinction, yeah. that it was 66.6% yes votes, and we needed 66.7. 10 votes was, was the difference. So it, it was a heartbreaker for advocates for the, for the library. But more importantly, Mike points out, we had an overwhelming majority supporting the library. So rather than think about we lost, it's an, it was a powerful indicator that the people in the city support the library. And I'm gonna chime in on that because it's I, I when that ha- when that vote went on I was I think we're I don't know who we were interviewing at that point um, the the Whittier Library came up as a discussion um, in terms of like voting you know uh, we're discussing why why it wouldn't pass and all that um, and I think my my reaction to it was um, it, obviously it's a big cost I don't think people really understand um, what that money entails and what it's gonna do. For the for the the library, um, I I think that if it ever goes back to vote or, or becomes one of those issues where, where we're trying to put it back in the community or the voters, I think it needs to be more of that kind of outreach, um, yeah. letting people know what what they're gonna get in return essentially, yeah. right? Because nobody wants to pay into something <laughs> without knowing what it's gonna go, sure. right? Um, but also look at strategies of um, we all talk about you know renovating this building. Uh, possibly expanding the building, um, improving the building. Um, but I would almost look at it um, as an architect. I love the yeah, idea, yeah. right? You want to maintain and, and expand and create, you know. But sometimes you almost have to look at, you know, what is a real issue? Um, and, and what is it that you're trying to fund for that issue? And then at that point, how do you collect those funds? Um, so... Not to say that you guys got to tell me what that real issue is now, but but I was I would almost look at it that way because um, kind of like what we we're just talking about the previous example about you know this this medical library almost going away, like there's still a need to a certain point, but there's there isn't that big need for a big building, which uh, you know kind of solves a lot of things. Um, uh, so, anyways, with that said, have you guys ever thought about putting a coffee shop? In the library? That was part of the plan, the design of it's the new building. Design. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing about libraries is that they constantly change. The structures of libraries change throughout time depending upon what the dominant media is at the time. Yeah. You know, there weren't any bookshelves in the Library of Alexandria because there weren't any books then, you know. And now we're in a digital age, so naturally... You're not going to need enough. You're not going to need as much space as you did in 1955, for example, uh, for book stacks. Yeah. Cha- you know, we have uh, we have different needs uh, from our constituencies, um, and that's going to inform the design of, of whatever comes. Uh, not to take the place of this library, but to to again expand upon its mission and expand upon this footprint. Um, and so that means thinking about you know that living room aspect, thinking yeah. about 
you know, do we need more computers in this space? Probably so. Do we need a bigger local history room, one that's more accessible to people who are increasingly interested in the history of this place? Um, and that was part of the, the new design as well. We have uh, a large uh, vulnerable veterans population, many of whom are homeless, many of whom need help. Um, so our veteran center, as great as the work that they do is, needs to be expanded. So it's, it's those kinds of things. It's looking at what the current needs of the community uh, are, looking at uh, anticipating future needs, not only in terms of resources, but in terms of services, and making sure that the new building um, reflects those things. And I'm, gra- I'm glad you mentioned that because, again, that was going to be my next question. Like, like, what is it, what was it at that point that there was this need for, for an additional uh, source of income mm-hmm. um, to kind of, like, what would be the first task that you guys would, would uh, uh, tackle? Well, I, I'd probably defer to these guys, but I think there's a lot of deferred maintenance in this building that needs pretty immediate addressing. Yeah. Um, this building was built in the mid-1950s. Uh, and in a lot of ways it shows, um, in other ways it doesn't show. But those things, those are things that need to be addressed to make the space, uh, you know, I don't want to say inhabitable, but, but definitely viable. So yeah. those, those, you know, if we're doing triage, those are the things that need to be addressed pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but again, that's, those are the, that's like, I'm doing triage now. Yeah, yeah. You know, and in the triage list, the coffee shop is down at the bottom. It's still very important. <laughs> it's still very important. I, I was thinking coffee shop because, and I'm pretty sure this is the reason why you guys mentioned it too. It's like you think about like um, Barnes and Noble when mm-hmm, they were around, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I used to go there. Uh, say kind of same thing. I let my kids go and pick their favorite book, and I yeah. grab, grab a cup of coffee, sure. and we're there pretty much half the day, right? Yeah. Um, but it becomes a hip place yeah. to go. Uh, you look at Starbucks now, which is, you know, they don't have books yet, but, you know, yeah. they uh, it, it could become the it place to go and hang out and study and read yeah. and meet and socialize. And um, and I think it just creates more of that of that, um, I guess, uh, ambience of like like it, it's not all of a sudden a go to destination, which is what I think libraries need. Well, here, here because. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I'll say, I don't know, how do you guys advertise? I mean, is there... <laughs> that was, I think that that's why I wanted to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that we needed to advertise. Um, they need to know. Um, we've got the banner out there. Uh, whether you come to the events or not, but it's telling you the Whittier Library, the Whittier City Library yeah. is doing something and you can participate. Uh, check it out. See what's there. Uh, there's a summer reading program coming up. They're already preparing for the summer reading program. And that's going to be space. So I said, outer space, inner space. <laughs> they said, all space, depending on the age level. But they will have four to 5,000 kids signing up for the summer reading program. I mean, that's pretty amazing to get the community again involved. And then there's a drop-dead... Parnell Park, there will be a party for all the kids that have done it. And I think last year they had about 2,500. I mean, the foundation pays for it. It, I mean, but it's about 2,500 people filling out the park from the summer reading program. It's just, you know, it's an unknown asset 
unappreciated too, I think. Uh, An added bonus um, for the summer reading program are the number of high school kids, seniors, who are donating their time to help. To help. To to be the helper readers and listeners for the younger children during during that period of time. Nice. It's very nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. there's another thing that's like, they bring dogs in. The kids <laughs> read to the dogs. <laughs> so right? so I, I'm reading an article, which Norm just passed over. I mean, do you want to explain what that is and how that works? Um, these are... What's the headline say? It says, reading program for kids turns into a treat for dogs. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Which is kind of cool. Right. Oh, yeah, they have two of them. You can come by the Central Library here on a Tuesday evening around 6.15. And um, it's Read to the Dogs evening. And the young children have their book, and they sit on the floor with these beautifully groomed dogs that volunteers bring to, to the library and to see these young children reading to the dogs, it, it just, your heart um, does flip-flops. Yeah. It, it, it's so special and so wonderful. Well, yeah. Especially because for a lot of kids who struggle with reading, it's sometimes intimidating to, you know, read to another human being. But That's the dogs right. don't mind, and it really helps them to build up their correct. confidence. The yeah. branch also has their own reading to the dogs, and it's every Sunday, Saturday morning. Yeah. They can come and read to the dogs at the branch. That's at Whitwood. So you mentioned that earlier. For our listeners, what does that mean, a branch and then Central okay. Library? This is Central here in Uptown at Washington and Mar Vista. Mar Vista. The branch is on Santa Gertrudis, uh, just a block or two south of Whittier Boulevard on the west side of the street. And so that's the branch library. So... It's part of the city, and it's the two libraries that are the Whittier City Library. And so they have different programs. The branch was able to get renovated, and they have a big room now that we have a lot of programs. Some of our films are there. Our, some of our, our dinner will be there. Our crepe dinner will be there. And the Reading for the Dogs, they do that every Sunday. It's Saturday. And come read with the dog. They, the kids can read to the dogs again. Nice. As, as we said, dogs don't criticize what you read <laughs> or right. how you read it. <laughs> the Branch Library, if people aren't familiar with it, they should go by. Um, it's not as old as this building, but it was renovated recently. And I think it offers a window into what can be done, um, what good things can be done to, uh, to a city asset to make it to make it really special and, and hip, as you had suggested. Um, it's got that big new story area, a huge yeah. space. It's just a really beautiful place to be. Open, um, airy. And I know that the people who supported the Measure L bond to renovate this library were really thinking about um, the branch library and what had been, been done there as a model and what might be possible here as well. Yeah. It's near the Y. It's next it's door next to the, the YMCA. Mm -hmm. Which... What's the name yeah. of that street? Santa Gertrudis. No, Santa Gertrudis. I think it's Cullen. It's Cullen, right behind the Whitwood Town Center. Is it or Starbucks? Starbucks. 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 Yeah. Right Starbucks and Santa Gertrudis. You're right. Cullen leads you right into the town center. That's right. Don't go there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> go there. Sorry. I'm just saying you won't get to the branch library. That's where it is. Yeah. That's the branch. <laughs> Um, but you know, I, 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 going back to what you said before, I, I take your point about um, 
you know, getting the word out. And I think, I think just like here at the library, there's a lot of behind the scenes work um, that happens and that people maybe don't know about. There's a lot of behind the scenes work that the, that the foundation does. Um, you know, this is a group of what, two dozen people mm-hmm. um, that, the, that the majority of people don't see. So we need to do a better job of getting the word out. And we're starting, we're starting to make inroads in, in, into that area. So we're starting to increase our social media presence, presence, come up with policies and protocols to figure out how to post and get people to respond. Um, we have a lawn sign campaign right now. If you go around Whittier, you'll notice that people are are putting up lawn signs in support of the Whittier Public Library Foundation. Um, and, you know, I think, too, we probably, it would be behoove us to get out, uh, you know, to city council meetings once in a while and say who we are, what we do, and to let people know what's going on with the library, why we love it, and why they should love it, too. <laughs> no, that's what I was asking at the beginning. Like, what is that one gem that, that the library holds that, not everybody knows, um, so they could come in and see it. Because, like I said, um, certain libraries might have a special collection. Right. Um, others might have a specific type of technology yeah, yeah. Uh, or specific programs, like I just mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what that's what kind of interests. And, again, going back to what you mentioned earlier about, like, adults not kind of wanting to be here or really interested about library. I'm looking at it from mine as like we already we feel like we know a lot, mm-hmm. right? We we we've read every book, right? <laughs> so library might not be the place you want to go and hang out, but but you put yourself in your younger shoes when you were like exploring and learning uh, as a kid. I mean, this place could be brand new and exciting to those kids. Yeah. Uh, which is why I encourage you, if you're a parent listening to this, <laughs> that you bring your kids out because I think there's a lot of good stuff that not not um, you won't see it on a daily basis. Well, well here's so. the other thing too. We all know this; it's not a secret. Funding for libraries uh, in schools K through 12 has been diminished in this area, so, almost down to zero. You know, there are many li- there are many elementary schools now that don't have libraries any- libraries anymore. They don't have librarians. Um, most high schools don't. Um, and, I, you know, we know what the consequence of that is. And so the library uh, in a community, the public library, the city library, is really an educational asset. This is a, this is, this is a place where we can repair some of that, some of that stuff that we lost. Um, and the other thing I was going to mention before when you were talking about uh, the community and just a cool, hip place to be, Every community that has built a new library or renovated their existing library seems to recognize the value that the library brings to the community. I don't mean just like in an abstract way or educational value or, um, you know, kind of the humane tissue that brings us together. I mean, also like raising property values. (laughs) A good library will do that. So, Well, again, I give you the example of the one I go to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's closer to home, but aside from being closer to home, I mean, I have access to two libraries. Right. Um, But we go to the newer one because Mm -hmm. there's a lot more things happening. Yes. Um, They put in a, um, like a a room where you can, like an event space. Yeah. Where now they're constantly having events, yep. uh, family events. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, or they have like a mother, uh, was it mother son or, or father mm-hmm. son daughter or for sure. you know kind of mix. Yeah, um, and that's exciting because you you think about like like yeah. as a parent, you know, 
you gotta be you gotta watch how you spend, right? Right. Sure. <laughs> so if I could take them to a library where it's already paid for, <laughs> well, and I sometimes uh, I sometimes think too that you know for the people who do know about this library, I think that the staff that works here are so great that uh, people sometimes think sometimes think well they're doing a great job. They're almost victims of their own success because they do such a good job. The staff here and the collections here are so great that people are like, well, they ain't broke. Why should we fix it? And it's like, well. Yeah. They're getting by on a shoestring, and they're going above and beyond to make this work. Um, if we can, if we can convince people to invest in the library as a space that benefits benefits everybody, it's going to be even better than it is now. Hard as that is to believe. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. One of the resources that this particular facility has, I think Christine illustrated it when she walked in, and we said, "This is the history room. Mm. This is the Woody room. This isn't at the branch." This is here at Central. And I never knew. As many years as I've been coming to the library, I never knew this room existed. And in here, they have the uh, yearbooks from all the high schools and junior high. And the first thing, and Christine says, I'm in here. So, (laughs) so, you know, we have the yearbook of the school we went to, but we may not have it before or after. But they're here in this room. There you go. There's also cool things afoot here in the Whittier History Room. Um, Erin Fletcher is the librarian here, and she's got some really cool plans that are going to be really exciting to people um, who are interested in local history. She's also one of the prime movers behind redesigning the local history website, which you can access through the, the public library website. It's just night and day from what it used to look like. It's nice. such a great portal into discovering old photographs, historic photographs from early Whittier, the historic uh, newspapers that they've digitized, um, all sorts of great historic stuff. Nice, nice. Yeah. I was going to say, maybe that's the, the gem that, that people are looking for. If you want to see your yourself back in the days and you don't have your yearbook, get down to the library. <laughs> find your find the person you've been looking oh, for. Oh well, Christine found this herself. Is, this is a, this is a this is the old school social media. This is the old Facebook. Here you go. I mean, you know, you don't put this. On, you don't digitize your yearbook, and That's you know, right. and you you know, and you can't bring your. There's certain things you just don't want digitized. That's and right. My husband is a retired attorney, and he... Uh, <laughs> she looks exactly the same. She does yeah, look she the same. She doesn't age. No. doesn't age. And, and he has his library. He has a room that's a library of law books. And so he says, okay, now I can research. He says, but boy, when I find my cases, I want to go back to the book. That's right. I want the hard copy of the book. That's right. And there's something to be said for having a hard copy. And yeah. like you said... I have friends that all want their ebooks because I have a house. My husband says, if you bring one more book in, <laughs> it's going to sink. Yeah. <laughs> and Christine will verify. I have enough books in my house to fund a bookstore. That's right. That's right. But, so, but what's great about any modern library, this one included, is that they strike a balance, right? They realize right. that some people like ebooks and audiobooks, some people prefer print, and they strike and a balance. And this allows you to do both. Yeah. There you go. There we, you go. we should also mention and give kudos to the Friends of the Library. Mm. They're a wonderful group, many retirees, and uh, it was a former bus depot mm-hmm, yeah. in Uptown Whittier here. This is on the corner of Comstock and Bailey. Um, Comstock and Bailey, and there are a number of people who are cleaning their garage, and they've got boxes of books, and they don't know what to do with them, and they 
they're taken to the uh, to the friends bookstore and they're put a the, a price tag is put on a book for a dollar or for two dollars or ten and, cents or or ten cents twenty five cents and the the amazing end result each year is that the friends of the library write a check nice. and the check is in the neighborhood of. Seventy to seventy-five thousand dollars. Wow! For these old books, vinyl records, and so forth, that people go, you can buy them, give them as gifts. Um, they have um, the banner across Whittier Boulevard announcing the special windows of opportunities for people to come, yeah. and uh, uh, it, it's absolutely stunning to to walk in there. And to see these incredibly wonderful books and records, and you, you're looking carefully at them. Every once in a while, somebody discovers a gem. You talked about gems, where some books could be of significant value, and nobody realizes it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's another wonderful part of the community coming together and you go to Bailey and Comstock and you see the people working there arduously and it's just a, another asset and another compliment to our library. Nice. And they may have some VHS tapes. There you go. <laughs> I, I got a, I got a whole I got about three shelves of them that I need to find a home for. Myra, you have laser discs that you need to find a home for. <laughs> what's a what's a laser disc? <laughs> he doesn't know what a laser disc. Uh, How did you know about those? Because I house sat for you for a month. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, the friends are great. I don't mind saying that when I was collections management librarian at Whittier College, I actually acquired stuff for that collection. From books acquired at the, at the bookstore. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Why not? Hey, I got a, an encyclopedia set of encyclopedias for my grandchildren there to give go. them. They wanted it. Twenty dollars for an encyclopedia set, and somebody says, "What do you need? You can find on the internet." My grandchildren, they were about nine or ten, and they wanted to know about elephants. And Emma just got that book off the shelf. Went looking for the ease and found the elephant, and she spouted all the. Right. She was amazed at what she could find in this book right. when she wanted it. That's right. That's right. Oh man! Um, uh, before we wrap up, is there any other events you guys want to talk about that that uh, that is upcoming, or or are you guys gonna want to? Well, they have the summer reading program that'll start when school's out. Mm-hmm. Did you want to talk about Booktoberfest? Yeah, I'll talk about Booktoberfest. Booktoberfest is, gosh, I don't know whose brainchild it was. I feel like you were involved, Norm, but I might be making that up. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't it was, matter. I went in. But what what does that entail? I mean, right. What is it? What so is so basically, what it is is one night in October, um, we convene at one of the library branches. Um, and there are usually six, about half a dozen stations where we pair beer with, uh, with an appetizer. Um, and usually there's a theme. Um, and it helps to raise money for the library. It's a really fun time. There's usually live music, uh, uh, an opportunity drawing. Um, last year, uh, Auntie's, uh, cap- Bakery, wait, Auntie's Bakery and Cafe, um, their, their chefs did the catering. It was really quite good. Uh, in the past, 
We've uh, had generous donations from Triangle Distributing, who've provided the beer. Um, this year, unfortunately, Triangle can't do it, so we're going to have to figure out how we're going to get get beer here. But really, it's a fun night where people who like books, people who like beer, people who like to eat. Uh, in the library. In the library. In the library. Come on down and and uh, and raise money for 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 the foundation. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Um, what else? What else you guys got going on? Any any other uh, news or, or upcoming events? I, I think it's social media. Mike, the uh, uh, the address um, of the website. The website I think is, is yeah. really important. Well, you guys, I'm sure, like you said, we'll put this in your show notes. Correct. WhittierPLF.org. Follow us on Facebook as well. If you uh, if you go, just search on Whittier Public Library Foundation. Uh, we have a, a recent, um, a recently established Instagram feed, but we, I think we have. I think. I think there may be a post or two there. We have to we have to up our game a little bit on that. Uh, and there's a there's a relatively recent um, uh, little short film, little commercial for the foundation that we produced that you can find on YouTube or on the foundation page or or I think that is one of the posts on the Instagram feed. So definitely follow us on social media just to to be apprised of uh, what's been happening and also what's upcoming because we'll always share upcoming programming and upcoming events on, on the, via those channels. And if somebody wants to donate to the foundation, is that something that they could also do online or can they? Yeah, thanks for <laughs> Good point. Yeah. If you go to whittierplf.org, you can make your tax-deductible donation there, become a member, and uh, help support the library. So, we're gonna, so Remo, if you're watching, we're going to make you a member, so uh, <laughs> expect that invoice. <laughs> All right, guys. Um before we wrap up, can I ask him what was the last book you guys read? Yeah. The last book. I've the, got three going all let, at the same time. Let's say this. Give us the last book you read and then your all-time all-time favorite. Oh, you can't do oh that. My, oh, my God. You're <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I recently, it's, it had been such a long time since I read it, so I consider it, you know, a, a, a new book that I read. I read Octavia Butler's Parable of the Sower. Which, uh, which is a science fiction uh, novel by the late Octavia Butler, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant writer. Um, and it takes place in California in the 2020s in this sort of post-apocalyptic dystopian world that sometimes feels a little too familiar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and of course I read Pancakes in Paris. That was one I read recently as well. There you go. <laughs> uh, I can tell you what I'm reading right now. I'm reading Paris. This the novel by Edward Rutherford. I figured I'm going to Paris. I'm going to read about well. beginning the history of nice. Paris. So I'm reading. So I'm reading that. Um, you have to read Citizens by Simon Shama too. For, no, I don't know about that one. That's the French Revolution. Oh well, they cut <laughs> off our heads. I don't want. No, no, no. I'm reading one called The Paris Bookshop too. I'm doing it in my car on audio. Yeah. Okay, it's the Paris Bookshops again. I, I figured if I'm going to Paris, everything Paris. I, right now, it's everything is Paris. There you go. And again, without a library, I probably wouldn't. Nice. But no. Do you have an ultimate uh, or a, a, a favorite? favorite book? That you can reread multiple times? I started a book group when I gave my girlfriends my five top books. Oh. 
We're still going 20 years later. You got Can you name some of those top five? Uh, the Exodus. Okay. Uh, Outlander. Eurus, yeah. Um, Rebecca's probably a good one, but that's not the one I have. Let me... I've I got I, I to think. Um, I'll put you on I'm, the spot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you are, because my memory is not up to what it used to be. <laughs> Uh, That's right. Norm can tell us what he's reading right now or what he just finished. Well, I, I Pancakes in Paris. Right. Um, Woodrow Wilson. Oh, yeah. Uh, Scott Berg, who is an, oh, yeah. a, an incredible author who lives here in Southern California. He did uh, Lindbergh, mm-hmm. uh, Sam Goldwyn, Catherine Hepburn. Um, Wilson. Well, Woodrow Wilson. uh He's uh, an amazing writer, and uh, we're hoping to have him as a guest speaker. Nice. So we're we're working on that one. There you go. Yeah, cool. Nice. Now into the Whittier questions. Uh, usually at the end of the show, we, we come back with some local questions here. Uh, if you have a go-to spot where you frequent uh, either for uh, – uh, a bite to eat or, or a favorite drink or an adult beverage or something like that, where would people find you? My husband's favorite restaurant in Uptown Whittier is Vintage. Nice. Perfect. Honey, where do you want to go? Uh, vintage? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they do. It is one of the spots that has hard liquor. I do know that. They do have yeah. that in the center. They do? Yeah. But, uh, but and he, a nice bar. But he drinks, I drive. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and Norm's on Ocean View. <laughs> That's clear. That's at least once or twice a week for lunch. <laughs> and I know exactly what you have, Myra. No, I change. Oh, really? You're not Whoa. a tuna salad? No, nope, nope, nope. I changed. I had a taco salad. Oh, there you go. There you go. Oh, man, I can't. My new, my, a new favorite is Modern Shaman, which is right next to the 6740, which is an old sta- an old favorite. I was just at the Rusty Monk a couple days ago. That's under new ownership. They're doing real, real well. Lift Coffee, I think, is a great place to read a book. And uh, the Deli Up is there now, too, so That's you right. can get a sandwich. Auntie's, of course, as well. There's a new place that I need to try called uh, Bailey's Peruvian, formerly Bailey's right. Street Cafe. Oh, yes. I've heard good things. Um, I'm looking forward to Whittier Brewing, which is going on the corner of uh, Philadelphia and Greenleaf in the Bank of America building. And then, and finally, thank goodness, an Indian restaurant on oh, Greenleaf that we're right. getting. <laughs> so, so let's just say you freak your I do, go I to is uh, Uptown. That's right. <laughs> That's right. He doesn't eat home. Yeah. <laughs> North. Um, we're we're enjoying Ravello's. Okay, nice. We're we're, yeah. we're enjoying that, and uh, uh, flight. Yeah, we return to flight. flight. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and good coffee next door at local fixture too. That's right. We haven't done that, but uh, I, no, I, I I told my wife. I said Mike recommends that, so we, we need to go by. And don't forget, also in front of local fixtures, Thursday, Friday, Saturday is Rad Toast by Eat Rad Co. Yeah. They make some really upmarket uh, breakfast stuff. Oh. It's social. That's what social media does. It just <laughs> gives you all the ins and outs of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Last question. Um, if there's one thing missing in Whittier, what would that be? Bookstore. <laughs> Bookstore. <laughs> you know, I just, um, speaking of social media, something uh, 
something came across my feed the other day, and that is that Half Off Books is opening a second location in Pasadena. They're, so they're already open. Okay, so they're already open. So this is for those people who don't know. We used to have a bookstore on Greenleaf. Well. Let me let me back let me back it up a little bit. At one time in Whittier, there were at least seven or eight bookstores in Uptown Whittier. Um, but most recently, we did have Half Off Books. It's sort of a sordid story, a sad story about why they had to leave. Um, a story that makes me angry, but which I won't recount here. But in any event, we need a bookstore. To paraphrase Neil Gaiman, uh, a town without a bookstore isn't really a town. Well, before we go to your guys' response. Is is that is that an option to have the library open up just, a bookstore? I was just thinking that you read my mind. Well, if you go to the branch library, they the the friends have a room there, so they kind of yeah. do sort of. Well, what I'm getting at yeah, is yeah. is that like, um, and I think I mentioned this in that podcast where we're talking about yeah. like what to do with the library, right? right. Kind of thinking outside the box. Yeah, yeah. Um, is that is that the library? doesn't exist in its form now right that it becomes a bunch of libraries sure um and you take those libraries to specific areas that are more um like uh concentrated in population mm-hmm. and one of them would be uptown right? right you talk about all the businesses that are there yeah. um so it'll be not it's, a bookstore in the sense that we're you're selling the books but yeah. it's it's more of a communal space sure uh maybe it's half and half i don't know you, you could buy a book if you like it or just check it out if you want to just check it out you know well when norm was talking about the Whittier public library being on greenleaf uh, something clicked for me because um several years ago the shameless plug right here <laughs> i wrote a book about whittier with my co-author becky rude but we included an image of Greenleaf looking north about 1905. And sure enough, you can see the sign. It said books are on it. It says Whittier Public Library. Oh, li- that's right. Library. No, 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 not the Carnegie Library. Let me see if I can find it. Now I can't find it, of course. Yeah, well, it took you some doing before. Here it is. If you focus in right here, this is Greenleaf looking we'll, south. We'll, we'll put that. We'll yeah, actually yeah. have to see where it says Whittier Public Library. And that is cool, man, because, again, you talk about, like, a place that, like, it just makes sense, you know, it's well, to be able to put it in the But see, now, the book is the history of Whittier. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to find that in Pasadena. That's you're right. Not gonna, you're gonna, That's you, right. You've got to be here in Whittier. And I'll, right. and I'll be the first to say a lot of these photographs came uh, directly, well, we discovered them directly through the Whittier Public Library website and then scanned the originals here. Nice. And I should say, I love this, uh, this huge panoramic photo looking north on Greenleaf. This is about 1897, 1898. Um, what a cool photo. I'm sorry that your listeners can't see it because it's almost like, I mean, it's almost life-size. It's almost yeah. like we are back in time yeah. looking up at the Whittier Hills. So Love it. Yeah. Do you guys have a, a chance to think about what's missing in Whittier? Bookstore. Bookstore? Is that your, your final <laughs> answer? Yeah, a, a place to go to browse and to look and... I mean, we keep changing eateries. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I'm I mean, glad we have the Friends bookstore, but it's not a bookstore. It's, it's not a it's bookstore. Ran- it's sort of random. Yeah, right? it's, 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 it's what me. you get. Yeah, you just go in, and yeah, yeah you, it, there's no order to it. No, we love it. We love it, but it's not. I got frustrated there because I couldn't <laughs> find the authors I like, or the I have special mystery authors I like, and I couldn't find their books, and so I couldn't find... It's a, it's a serendipity place. Yes. Yeah, and I don't have that much patience. <laughs> oh, so you got, you got to have time and patience, yeah. yeah, yeah I got to have time and patience. When you go patience. to the Cerritos Library, they have a bookstore. Yeah, you're right. 
internally. Cerrito Lux, really? Cerritos yeah. Public Library is that's a, the I one think, with the aquarium. Yes. Oh, Cerritos Public Library. If 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 you haven't been there, it's a really good place to go to see what a modern library is capable of doing, what it can do for a community and and uh, all the great yeah, resources it can offer, and what the space itself can do. Yeah, we used to drive out there. I yeah, mean, for it, sure, it becomes a destination. Absolutely. Yeah, because they have a whole young adult section, for yeah. example. I mean, we have children's and adults, but they had a whole section devoted to. Young adults. And so zines. That, that's Don't forget zines. The zines. <laughs> zines. Yeah. I'll tell you later. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez, <Norm>. Mike. <laughs> Anything that's missing in Whittier? Um, I think that the uh, the bookstores need next to them, one needs to be mm-hmm. a sports bar. <laughs> and the other needs to be a Jewish deli. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> My husband would say a Good bagel. There you go. <laughs> oh, but I'll do a plug right here. Um, on Washington Boulevard, New York bagels. Are they good bagels? They are so good. They're New York style. They boil them. They do it right. It's an actual oh, bagel. Okay. It's a ba- then I will try it. It's a bagel factory, but from 8 to noon, they have a wholesale shop. You can get a dozen bagels there for like maybe 10 bucks. Well, i got to do it. So good. I've not been there. Did you send you me? Got two advi- yeah. You got two people that are coming Okay. I sent her there Done. <laughs> I'm, I'm right, right? Okay. So next time, stop by there and bring David a bagel. That's, That's it. Right. That's right. That's it. Yeah. Well, uh, was there any questions on the... No. Um, thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for, for coming on. Thanks for taking uh, the time. Questions, by the yeah. way. Like, every, like everything, it's always not enough time, right, uh, yeah. to be able to kind of go through things. Um, but again, I think you guys are, are, are doing well in the sense that we you're saving a precious uh, gem. We're trying. Um, <laughs> and you're right. There's a lot of resources that, that you know, it takes up to be able to run it and keep it going. Um, I just hope that, you know, our listeners and, and people out there in the community really understand the hard work that it takes to keep it going and really look at this as for what it is, you know. Um, uh, and obviously with that, obviously participating in some of these events, uh, again, we'll do our, our best to kind of get it out there. Um, and for those that are listening, if you have not been to the library, again, there's two places or two locations. What are the hours, by the way, and the dates? Do you guys know? Oh, wow. Well, those things are easily discoverable online at www.woodyourlibrary.org. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you mean the dates for the Pancakes in Paris? No, just, no for just the library. The, yeah, yeah. yeah, I got to go online. All right. <laughs> They're open on Saturday. Yeah. And they have morning hours and late hours, and you have to really check with each library to find out whether they open at 10 or they open at 12 yeah in other words if you're if your kids are uh in the during the day they're with you and they should be here there you go amen done (laughs) thank you guys and thank uh, you again uh thank you whittier